Things had been getting hard gradually, but most certainly. Some health issues, financial stuff, the pandemic and its effects, and an onslaught of life changes. Some had come about by design, promising positive passages, but were in the nature of change nonetheless, giving rise to endings of how things had been and unraveling various intertwined threads that over the years had been weaved into the fabric of her life. Changes are always accompanied by bruises. Everything comes with a price. But she's a Dharma student, entrenched in the Mahayana landscape, and through the sadness of closing chapters, she knew new ones were opening in ways they couldn't if what was being left behind had not occurred. Dependent arisings, the teachings call it. From a pile of papers, she unfolds a long forgotten letter from an old romance, recognition of the familiar handwriting, memories. She starts to read, but after a few moments stops, gently tearing the letter into pieces, which she drops into the trash can. That letter, these letters, I've kept them for so long, she thinks. Once so important to hold on to, now no longer anything, really just trash. Ephemeral poignancy, then release, a slight shrug, and before moving on to the next papers in the pile, a few quiet moments of reflection. All of this is taking place sitting on her love seat, above which hangs the tonka a Tibetan friend created for her, a prodigious craftsman from Amdo in northeastern Tibet. They became friends during one of her stays in Dharamsala, where he lives. It depicts a luminous Gautama Buddha surrounded by empowering deities and Dharma protectors, quite illustrative. Over the years, she had spent many hours with that Tonka and the Tathagata image within it, fondly admiring and appreciating it as one might a precious old friend. But it had never spoken to her until now. In a melodious voice penetrating deeply into her mind, the Buddha above shares he has always been there with her and is quite pleased with her intentions and motivations, which he recognizes are increasing in clarity and purity. He tells her the profound jewel of bodhicitta is soon to illuminate her mind with its radiance. He invites her to sit close to him, with her eyes gently closed. He's going to bring her into his pure land for a visit. In his calm, reassuring voice, he says he knows she is ready. She follows his instructions, settling her body into its comfortable meditative posture. With her attention resting on her breathing, she begins to sense herself moving being drawn into the tonka more deeply with each outgoing breath. Then a soft landing. Imbued with the Buddha's assuring presence, she opens her eyes and gazes upon the most perfect place she has ever seen. 
She is standing barefoot on an immaculate blue ground of lapis lazuli, stones broad and spacious, yet as soft and smooth as the palm of her hand. As far as she can see are splendid flowers of every size, shape, and color, a perfect chaos of colors twined in lovely scented garlands, their unifying scents floating on gently warming currents, blending with the ambient fragrance of fresh sandalwood. Near and far are abundant lakes, ponds, and pools of clear water, along the shores of which are graceful swaying lotuses, brilliant and beautiful. Water birds abound, sweetly calling, joyfully soaring. There are groves of trees laden with beautifully formed fruit, natural jewels from which emit sounds of true dharma as tiny ringing bells, tingla, 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 all in rhythm with the gentle swaying of the trees and the soft breezes and the silver clouds of ravishing sweet melody floating above. In every direction, all is rapture, gleaming canopies of pearls. All is upright, unbounded, and pleasing to the eye. The distant mountains, the trees, time, space, the light, the air, each sight, sound, aroma, sensation, thought, paradise. Never in her life had she imagined such a place could exist, so safe, so beautiful and fertile, so vast, and yet, and yet so intimately familiar. Trying to expand herself into it all, she's a bit lacking, not sure how to get started. Sensing this, her Buddha speaks in his most reassuring voice. This, dear, is your pure land. It is not make-believe some sort of fairy tale or magic kingdom. You are not imagining it, nor are you dreaming about it. This is your mind, your beautiful mind. You are experiencing the clear reflection of what you truly are. This is what exists beneath your confusions and your everyday involvements. It is where your natural perfection abides. It has always been here, deep in mind, through all your previous lifetimes and in each moment of your present one. Don't try to comprehend or experience it all. That's your work for another time. For now, just be here with it. Rest in the keen awareness of this. Rejoice in finally knowing, without question or doubt, it is within you. After some minutes, now you know of its existence and may return any time you'd like. Never far or unfindable, it will always be here for you, a place, your place of safety and peace. It is the experience of your awakening. You will never forget its presence. Unmistakable, 
It is your mind's natural home. His voice is so gentle, so knowing and clear. And again, that sense of intimate. She knows she is hearing truth, experiencing truth, being penetrated by truth. As a wave of bliss slowly washes over her, fearlessly she leans forward through the wave and into this newly experienced realm of absolute brilliance, the exquisiteness of her own mind. Sometime later, in the distance, she hears her dog barking at a disturbance outside. A moment of confusion. Then, in her reorientation, a sense she had been in a fantasy of sorts, somewhere far away, distant and unreal. Yet, there is something undeniably lucid about it. Sitting on her love seat, she's drawn to the Tonka above her head, to the Buddha in its center. She turns and gazes upon him. Their eyes seem to meet for a brief moment. Fogginess, aspects of things beautiful swirling about her mind. None of that was real, it couldn't be. I must have fallen asleep, been dreaming. She looks around, her gaze settling on pieces of a discarded letter at the bottom of the trash can. Then, the faint scent of flowers, that fragrance of sandalwood. This recording, Meditation Beneath the Tonka, was written and shared here by Mark Winwood. Mark, that's me, is the founder of the Chenrizik Project, a Tibetan Buddhist study and practice group resident in Colorado with an international online presence. In addition to these Elegant Mind podcasts, we facilitate online Sangha gatherings and teachings, share writings via our weekly e-magazine, host various events. You can learn more about the Chenrizik Project at our website, www.chenrizikproject.org. That's C-H-E-N-R-E-Z-I-G project.org. Our accompanying music, titled Surprise, was composed and performed by the San Francisco Bay Area musician Bobby Vega. It appears on his 2017 album, Matters of the Heart, which features intimate solo bass compositions performed on his acoustic bass guitar. You can learn more about Bobby and his music at his website, www.bobbyvega.com, that's B-O-B-B-Y-V-E-G-A dot com. Or, as he's very findable online, you can simply Google his name or look for his numerous videos on YouTube. We remain grateful to Bobby for his friendship, his talents, and his generosity in sharing his beautiful music with our Dharma audience. Please feel free to share the link to this podcast with those you feel that might resonate. And, as always, thank you for listening.